Hello, everybody, and welcome to this week's episode of Infinite Journeys. What I was going to start saying was it's your not-so-average gaming podcast, but Asher and I, we've been talking. I'm your host, Tony Z, which I didn't even announce. <laughs> For anybody who's listening on this episode, it's already fallen apart, Asher. <laughs> but we've been talking, and we may expand out into, instead of this just being a video game podcast, it may just be like a leisure podcast so we could talk about other things. Uh, I mean, a lot of times we're 50-50 now anyways with a lot of the news and stuff we cover. Yeah, Most of that news. is game-related, but not all of it. So we just might be expanding on that a little more. Yeah, I want to spread out because I've been watching uh, TV shows and movies and stuff like that, so I thought it'd be fun to cover some of that on certain episodes. Yeah, for sure. And it's a nice and... uh, cha- time to change, too, because I feel like I haven't been here in like a month, so I'm kind of like, what do, what do we do again? <laughs> it's only been two weeks, luckily. Last week yeah, was my fault so because long. I was sick. Oh, I, I honestly, I was trying to figure out how I wasn't going to cough through the entire episode. So, you know, you, you hit me up and I was like, oh, that's a breath of fresh air. I don't have to worry about that now. Yeah, I remember you talking because I messaged you. I was like, hey, I'm feeling really sick. I think we're going to put it off. And you're like, oh, actually, I'm not feeling well either. And I've been coughing all day. So I was like, well, I guess we're going to put off this week's episode. <laughs> and it worked out because neither of us felt well. Yeah. But hey, we're back. Yeah, we're supposed to be covering uh, Elden Ring lore today, part three, but it's all on you. Hey, you know what? I, <laughs> I, I got that. It's all right. So as everyone, I did promise that we were going to be doing it, so I'm not going to let people down. But I don't know how many of these I'm going to do because I haven't been playing Elden Ring and it makes me feel really awkward when we cover Elden Ring lore and I haven't touched the game in like over a month. Yeah, I understand that. I mean, if you're not playing it, it, it can be hard to talk about. You know, there's some things like we did that Kirby episode. I know yeah. nothing about Kirby. But it was, you know, you kind of sh- telling me about stuff that I didn't know. And, you know, we, we could interact about that, you know? Yeah. And that's why I like, like, when you cover the Elden Ring stuff, I'm still interested in it. It's just I'm not committed to playing the game right now. <laughs> I can understand. I'm, I'm playing stuff that it's a little bit easier. I'm not committed to the difficulty. What I did play, and uh, but we don't worry, we do have plenty of news gone wild for the listeners out there. I know that's Rocky's favorite segment, who was on the most recent episode. But uh, what I did play through was that Trek to Yomi. I played it and finished it in about four hours. Oh, I didn't realize it was, uh, well, I don't want to say it's short because four hours is a good chunk of time. Like that's like longer that. than any movies you would go see, you know? Yeah. But that that is kind of to the point, you know? Yeah, I will admit that I was playing it on easy. I mean. And I was still dying a lot. Yeah. <laughs> the, the whole thing about you know playing games on easy or hard or whatnot like we got to let that go if you're playing mm-hmm. it you're playing it you're having fun you know not every game has a difficulty not every game needs a difficulty sometimes you just want to enjoy the story or the gameplay or just see what happens next yeah and i liked that that one was only about four hours because it was like finally a game i have actually completed <laughs> right there's a lot of games that are those hundreds of hours that i play but i never complete yeah, a lot of the games I play don't have a, like, ending. Like, there are some, like, I like um, the Borderlands series, you know? So, like, you know when you beat that. But sometimes there's a reason to go back and play. And, yeah. But then other ones, you know, like some of the games I'll talk about today, they're just repeatable. You know, there, there's, there's, there might be an ending, but it's not like a story ending where it's just kind of like a game over screen and you start again, you know? Right. Which is kind of where I'm at now where I told you I was playing the Assassin's Creed Origins and I finished... For the first time since I don't know when the last time was I played it, but I started playing it again recently, and I finally finished the main story, and now I'm tackling the expansions. See, those I had are to interesting. Buy those again. 
uh, game for me because I've never uh, I've never really looked into them. I under, I know you play as an assassin. I've heard there's a couple of assassins throughout the like uh, games like franchise. Uh, the one is Enzio or something. Ezio. Ezio. That's from uh, Assassin's Creed 2. Okay. And I know you do a lot of like jumping off stuff and, you know, stealth game stuff. Yeah. But like, I had no idea how the game played. And like, to me, I'm like, I don't know how you make that a story driven game. You're just assassinating people. So I didn't know if it was just like mission based or. Well, uh, Origins completely changed things. Like, okay. Like, as they went over time, it was more linear with the storytelling. And then it started to get into the more open world. And ah. Assassin's Creed Origins, like honestly, once they started Origins, they said just stop calling them Assassin's Creed because right. it's yeah, not Assassin's they went on Creed to do anymore. A lot of different things, right? Like the pirate one or the native one, right? Yeah, the pirate one was uh, four. That was Black Flag, which right. I also just recently bought again because that's another one I never finished. Okay, but uh, Origins is Egypt. It's like ancient Egypt. Okay, and then and then it did Odyssey, which was Greece, and then the newest one, which was Valhalla, which was the Vikings. But it's basically there was like, a Native American one. Yeah, that was uh, you play as Connor in that one, which was Assassin's Creed Three. Oh, okay. And they have a remastered version of that one, which is out. Which I think I did start playing again too. I'm basically revisiting the series from all the ones I own or the ones I recently picked up, and I'm playing through sure, again. Sure. But like Origins, Odyssey, and Valhalla, other like Odyssey, I think was like over 300 hours or something like that to complete it. So I've never finished that one. <laughs> Now, do the stories like interconnect in any way, or is it kind of like like the Halo series where uh, sometimes, well, if you go with all the offshoots, they're all in the universe, but they don't always involve Master Chief kind of thing, you know? Is Assassin's Creed in the same universe, or is the storyline actually linked up? Well, the the first three, here's where that gets confusing to me, is they have the past segments where you're playing as the characters from the past, but then they have like the future segments, which is like the modern day. Okay. And I never pay attention to that crap because all I want to do is play through the historical stuff and like explore and stuff like that. But I think the first three were the story of like Desmond miles. So that was like all tied together. And then origins, Odyssey and Valhalla all tied together because the future segments are some girl named Layla. Which honestly, oh, okay. I really haven't paid close attention to those. I've just been, but the past segments are like their own individual stories. I gotcha, I gotcha. And that's the parts I really care about. Like I'm exploring ancient Egypt as Bayek, which is like the main character, and it's like he's been betrayed by the pharaoh, and there's like a whole cult, and they murdered his son, so he's like seeking revenge and assassinating him based off of that. And I guess the story of that one is like the formation of the assassins and they end up being called the hidden ones in that one because the assassins didn't exist yet. So Bayek's kind of the one that forms them. So uh, it's kind of cool. So that was like the main story, but now I'm working on the curse of the Pharaohs expansion, which is what I was playing just before we got on, which is actually a lot of fun because it takes all of that. And then it goes into a different thing where like Pharaohs are coming back from the dead because somebody has like an artifact that's summoning them. And then you go into the different tombs in the Valley of the Kings and some of these tombs, I think there's probably three or four. I've done three already. You go through like almost a portal into a different version of the Egyptian like afterlife, which is really freaking cool. <laughs> like each one is a different afterlife. I kind of wonder, you know, the the whole thing about like uh, seven degrees of Kevin Bacon, I think it is. I wonder if there's like a uh, how many games in a franchise before they touch on zombies kind of thing. Yeah, like, I swear every game hits that spot where they're like, well, time to bring in the zombies. You know, some start out with that, like, you know, Resident Evils, but like other ones, you, you get to like the third or fourth game and you're like, well, why are there zombies here? 
Yeah, and Origins is really cool because you you literally go into the afterlife. But like I said, each one is like a different afterlife for one of like one is like Ramesses and it's like his afterlife. And then one is like Nefertiti's afterlife, which is the one I just did. And they're all completely different. Okay. See, I wouldn't have thought those games have any like mysticism or anything like that in them. Yeah, I think they've done that. They've started doing that with the newest ones. I don't know hmm. if they did it. Well, they all have a little bit of mysticism because it's the Templars versus the Assassins, and there's all a bit of supernatural and like precursor race. We're gonna have to tackle Assassin's Creed lore for that eventually. Yeah, that sounds so, like that. That could be. A whole I'm not episode. diving into that. All I want to say is that the freaking Curse of the Pharaohs expansion for Assassin's Creed Origins was amazing, and this game came out I don't know 2015 or something like that was when this okay. one came out and I'm st- it still looks amazing but like when you go into the afterlife you're dealing with those uh i guess they're kind of like anubis which was like that dog mm-hmm. like all the guards instead of being human are like those guard are like those big dog like mutant okay. dog human things and it's kind of fun going through and then you're getting like the different treasures and each afterlife has like it's like one little quest in it that you can do and then you'll get a treasure at the end but yeah i've been having fun doing that basically that's what i was doing right before we got on the podcast but you were just talking about zombies. Yes. And that's a perfect segue for our news gone wild. <laughs> because apparently there is a zombie, something of what's called the horrifying wasting disease. And it's has the, it started, I guess, in Canada and it's been spreading down into here. And this is very interesting because a lot of people are naming it or Canada's name it a zombie disease. Oh, is, it says the first way the headline is is zombie deer struck down by horrifying wasting disease ripping through wild animals. Zombie disease has been declared an epidemic as it rapidly spreads through the deer population in dozens of areas across Canada and America. And scientists fear the zombie disease could spread to humans as deer are dying after being affected by an illness in the same family as mad cow disease. This strange and highly contagious disease is spreading among the deer population in Canada West. Canada has named it chronic wasting disease. Here's where it gets interesting. The infected animals grow thin and weak. They lose their fear of humans and other predators, drool, stumble, have poor coordination, depression, behavior changes, and paralysis. Okay, okay. Yeah, I think mad cow uh, uh, affects the brain, attacks the brain. So that, that, that falls in line with that. Yeah, and these symptoms have led to some people calling the infection a zombie disease because... The deer can pass the illness through animal animal contact, especially in urine and saliva. (laughs) Urine and saliva. Not talking about the metal band either. (laughs) That's pretty crazy, though. Yeah. I mean, can you imagine, like, you know, sometimes you're going to work in the morning or something, you see some deer by the side of the road, and you go by, and there's, you know, a a little family of them that are all real skinny and just kind of shambling around, drooling out of their mouth. It sounds like the walking dead, only deers. We actually have a local deer here that uh, had been hit by a car and survived, but it like broke its jaw. So its bottom jaw is like open all or well, it's its whole mouth is open all the time, but its bottom jaw is like angled and its tongue just kind of walls out of its mouth. So like every once in a while, I'll see that deer and it's always really weird looking, kind of creepy. Like it's not something I would want to see on a misty morning, you know? Yeah. Yeah, it actually says that uh, the chronic wasting disease has been found in at least 26 states and is now considered an endem- endemic. <laughs> okay. To Colorado, Oklahoma, Kansas, Nebraska, Minnesota, Wisconsin, South Dakota, and Montana. Dang. It's spreading. That's, that's a the lot of space. Are coming. I think there was something else. That, yeah, there was another zombie one. 
terrifying zombie worms that eat bones by boring into them to get it nutrients. So marrow grubs? <laughs> it says Osidax worms have been given the nickname zombie words worms as they crave the bones of whales that have fallen to the depths of the ocean floor. Oh, I, I wasn't I expecting aquatic. Those. That's interesting. These deep sea animals don't have mouths or even stomachs. Strange. Hmm. In order to eat, the creature's roots bore into bones and digest the nutrients, the nutrients, the nutritious fats and oils inside. I guess that's the same thing as the nutrients. I can't yeah, talk yeah. tonight. I don't know what's going on. So they kind of sound more like a, almost like a plant. Like they, they send in like tendrils and, and you know, leach things out like a, a root system. Yeah, that's what it seems like. That's kind of neat. I, I don't know if I like that. I'm glad that's in the ocean. <laughs> yeah, I'm glad it's in the ocean. I mean, the zombie deer is on land, so we can't do much about that. <laughs> yes, you know, so long as the like, you know, leech worms don't end up riding the zombie deer across the states. Yeah, this is basically a somewhat zombie-themed episode of news here because we also got woman declared dead after heart attack dies of shock after waking up in coffin. Wow, like, how fast did they like? put her in the coffin must have been fast this is in russia she was 49 it says a woman who was wrongly declared deceased by doctors died of a heart attack from shock after waking up in a coffin at her own funeral that's real wild like at her own funeral yeah it says she was 49 when she collapsed at home suffering from chest pains in 2011 her husband opened for an open coffin. Op- her husband opened. Her husband opted for an open coffin funeral for his wife following her co- collapse, which was reported by numerous sources as being fatal. It doesn't say how long after. Well, I mean, even then, like, she has to go to a hospital. Doctors pronounce her dead. She has to go to a uh, funeral home, be prepped and put in the coffin. Obviously, yeah, we didn't think. do any kind of like, you know autopsy or anything like that because that probably would have you know either woke her up or killed her itself yeah it says she woke up what does it say it says she woke up after hearing mourners pray for her soul then she opened her eyes to find herself in the bizarre situation and started screaming i wonder if it was still open when that happened can you imagine like you're at the funeral and she just sits up screaming and then lays back down and then she's dead yeah her shocked husband described how they immediately rushed her back to the hospital, but she only lived for another 12 minutes in intensive care before she died again, this time for good. That's crazy. Yeah. She wasn't it, dead when they said she was, and they could have saved her, which is what the husband was saying. That almost makes me think that, you know, maybe she you know, was actually dead, and it was just like some kind of muscular reaction or some, you know, electrical impulses firing in the brain or something i don't know that's that's weird a weird one the cemetery what does it say there's something else here it says another another woman like a month ago shocked mourners at her funeral by banging on the coffin and showing signs of life yeah well, i kind of want to look into peru. where that is oh, this okay, was in peru so i don't know how real yeah well, the first one was russia this one was in peru man I, just the idea of like somebody being like well i guess they're dead get rid of them you know like ah i i don't want to sleep as soundly as i do anymore it scares me i know i think i'm dead what the heck yeah the cemetery caretaker for the second one says she opened her eyes and was sweating i immediately went to my office and called the police her family picked up the coffin and took it to the hospital 
with uh, Rosa, I guess was her name, still inside. <laughs> they didn't even let her they out. They didn't even let her out? Oh, God. Oh, did you hear about this one? My wife told me about this one. Man dies of heart attack while digging grave to bury woman he strangled. You, uh, I, I want to say I did. What goes around comes around. But I honestly can't. Like that just sounds so wild. It almost sounds like something you just like expect to hear in like a movie or a show or something. Like so, I can't. I can't tell if I've heard that or not because it, it just seems so outlandish. Like that. That's a movie plot, you know. Yeah, she told me about that one earlier in the week, and I forgot about it. And I'm glad it just happened to pop up at the bottom of this one. Yeah, that's crazy. So he murdered somebody, and as he was burying the body, he had a heart attack and died. And I'm just like, yeah, I talk about your average backfire. That's what you get. <laughs> I wonder if he fell in the hole he was digging. Maybe, and then just, like, freaked out because he was in there with the body. Right. <laughs> That's funny. Eleven corpses found in Colt Temple, where followers drink their own urine. This is what I was telling you before the podcast ties into the last episode with Rocky, where we were oh. talking about a guy that says that he looks younger because he's drinking his own urine. And we looked at the picture and made fun of him because we said all he did was cut his hair and shave his beard. That's why he looks younger. <laughs> yeah, that'll do it. Why Why do people do this? Like, I've never met someone so charismatic that they'd be like, you know what you need to do? You need to drink your own pee. And I'd be like, you, you know what? You're right. I do. Like, I don't. Oh, here's, here's the real answer. There's a real answer for this one. The cult leader is said to have forced his followers to drink his urine and eat his feces. That's... So he was making him drink his urine to eat it. Just say no at that point. Yeah, like, leave. He must really. Oh, he was caught. He's seventy-five years old. Oh. He was arrested following a raid in northeastern Thailand, where police found eleven bodies in a temple. Oh God. Okay. Usually, Dude. one of those cases, like they all drink the Kool Aid and everything, but like, no, this this guy was just psycho. This guy looks like Shang Tsung from Mortal Kombat. Old man version, which is oh, really God. funny because that's an announcement I have. On July 3rd, we'll be recording a special Mortal Kombat themed like lore episode. And a final Neil from the uh podcast Mortal Kombat Podcast will be joining us. And I'm pretty excited. Oh, about nice, it. nice. And if anybody doesn't know what that is, uh the beginning of the show started as them watching every it was Neil and uh Corey, I think is the co-host. And they watched every single episode of the Mortal Kombat show, Mortal Kombat Conquest from the 90s. And then they like discuss it in detail. Wait, there was a show? I oh, yeah, there I have was it on only DVD. like two movies. No, there's a show that came out called Mortal Kombat Conquest and it lasted for one season. It's about 22 episodes. Oh, wow. And actually, while I was listening to, the, to them talk about the episodes, I went back and watched it again. Because it's on uh, HBO Max, you can watch it. I've got a feeling that I'm going to kind of just be soaking in the Mortal Kombat because I think you two are just going to be all over each other on that one. Yeah, there's well, going to be a lot to talk maybe about. I should about phrase all that over each other, but... <laughs> That's what I meant. Talk. <laughs> I was, that could have went so much farther too if you would have said that, and then you would have said finish him because it was. <laughs> But yeah, I'm looking forward to the episode. It's gonna be it's gonna be pretty fun. So hopefully, that's, if y'all haven't checked out that show, be sure to check out Mortal Kombat Podquest. That'll likely cool be a brutal episode. Yeah, they started with uh, they started with the conquest, and then they expanded into the movies, and then like other shows, and even comics and stuff. Oh, okay. Now, so it kind of just kept their show going. Nice. I think the part I'm at now is on the second part of their Mortal Kombat, the 1995 movie. 
And they do it all from the lens of Mortal Kombat Conquest. So Neil does this thing where like every movie and every show, he tries to tie into Conquest and make it into the same timeline, even when it doesn't work. <laughs> because <laughs> That's Mortal dedication. Kombat. Yeah, and it's, re- it's really funny. The show's pretty hilarious. So That's cool. well worth a listen. So that was in the middle of News Gone Wild, but we do have more News Gone Wild. I just saw that the guy looked like Shang Tsung and turned it into a segue for a, a quick announcement. <laughs> hey, you got to do what you got to do. Here we go. Teacher finds a creepy ragdoll in new home with notes saying it killed previous owners mm, mm. in Liverpool. That, that's uh, not what you want to find when you move into <laughs> a new place. No. When primary school teacher Jonathan Lewis started a do-it-yourself project in his new house, he was shocked to make a spine-chilling discovery like something out of a horror movie. Oh, I bet you he was like doing something like taking down a wall or you know putting something up. That's exactly what it was. Inside the yeah, it was hidden inside a wall. I won't lie. If I if I did some kind of construction, I would hide stuff in the walls of new homes because stuff like that is just too good to pass up. You know, this is even creepier. It says in a shuddering development, Jonathan soon realized the unsettling doll was holding a note, which terrifyingly described how she killed the previous owners for being too happy. Oh. Yeah, I was expecting just a little, like, one sentence, like, you know, I did this kind of thing, but actually describing it, that's that's pretty graphic. Yeah, there was a void underneath the stairs that had been plastered and boarded up. That's where he found the doll. Oh, man. Oh, here's a picture of the note. Is it written in crayon? Dear reader slash new house owner, thank you for freeing me. My name is Emily. My original owners lived in this house in 1961. I didn't like them, so they had to go. All they did was sing and be merry. It was sickening. Stabbing was my choice of death for them, so I hope you have knives. Hope you sleep well. That's not real. This looks like it's written in modern uh, writing, by the way. Well, they said 61. That's, you know, only 60 years ago. Well, it has, like, one of those emoji-type drawings on it. (laughs) There's, like, two X's and a line mouth and then a little tongue. Gotcha. You know, sometime you should jump on eBay and look up haunted dolls and read oh, yeah, the descriptions. Oh, man. The, the descriptions people write for those are amazing. Yeah, that's pretty crazy. Oh, here we go. According to a UFO expert, alien greys were created using DNA from abducted humans. Wait, alien what? The alien greys that most people say are what oh. show up when they get abducted. Oh, okay. Yeah, this UFO expert is saying that the greys were actually created using DNA from the abducted humans and that they're basically like experiments. That's that's wild. Yeah, that's pretty crazy. I don't know who the expert is. Let's see if it says his name. Uh, does not. Oh, yeah, it does. David Jacobs. <laughs> Never heard of it. <laughs> nope. No, doesn't ring a bell. Okay, we got two more. We got woman okay. finds drug money hidden in secondhand shoes she bought online. <laughs> I mean, that's at least it's the awesome. money and not the drugs. Yeah, yeah. But and how would you know it's drug money? I mean, I'd be excited if I bought some secondhand shoes and they came with money, especially if it was more than what I paid for the shoes. Yeah, I guess you're just assuming that it was. I mean, it makes for a good headline, so. It says, 
Let's see. She bought a pair of fluffy boots online and noticed a crack on the sole of the left shoe. When she investigated farther, she found there was an envelope inside the recessed area. And inside that, there was a wad of 20 euro notes. Soon people began coming on her video and said that she had a free pass, encouraging her to keep the money for herself. How yeah, you, you can't really prove that that's just drug money. I mean, it is in a weird spot. So I guess Yeah, it, it was clearly being smuggled in some sort of fashion. But like 20 euro notes. Okay, so I assume they're about the same size as a $20 bill, roughly. Mm-hmm. How many could you actually wad up and fit in an envelope in a shoe? Well, there is a picture. Oh, well. Um, it's a very blurry picture. It looks like one, two, three, four, five. I mean, it looks like five. I'd be a, I'd be happy with a hundred bucks. Yeah, it definitely looks like about five from what I can see from the picture. But like, apparently, it happened on a TikTok video when she found it. Ah, so there's probably hmm. an actual video of it somewhere too. The oh. last thing I got was <laughs> this one. I thought was funny. My neighbors peer over my fence to talk to each other. It ruins my privacy. <laughs> So, I'm guessing this is the neighbor in the middle, and the neighbors on either side. On either side are like leaning over to talk to each other. Like, that's got to be a a narrow yard, you know. Here we go. In a in a post, the mom explained that the layout of her street means that her garden backs immediately onto the garden of the house opposite hers. And noted that the two neighbors in question lived at a diagonal to one another, with one being the house next to hers and the other one being in the one opposite, which is basically what you just said. <laughs> okay. But diagonally instead of directly across. So, so they are a little closer than I'm, you know, imagining, but still like that's 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 weird. I'd I'd put up a little tree or a bush or something to kind of divide is... it a little further. Just be like, you know, guys, walk to each other's house or something. This is so funny. It says because the two neighbors live so close to one another, they have opted to talk over the fences of the houses surrounding them rather than go around the street to visit each other in their homes. <laughs> Which is what you just said. Yeah, <laughs> just exactly. And here it says, the decision has angered the mom caught in the middle of their exchanges as the neighbors who have to stand on objects to make themselves tall enough to stand above the fences <laughs> can see directly into her garden while they chat, meaning she has no uh, privacy to enjoy her own outside space. Oh, man. Yeah, that that's ridiculous. <laughs> just walk to the other person's house. You're not. You're literally just across the way. Yeah, you putting a couple of boards down and you know a block or something. To stand up so you can yell over to them. That, yep. That's funny though. That it says that they have to stand on something. To talk. People are bizarre. Oh, uh, I don't get it. All right, that's it for the news gone wild, Asher. That was that was a good segment. I enjoyed that. Which took about 30 minutes, and I didn't... Well, the listeners don't know, but I'm not sitting in 89% humidity right now with a fan off so, so that it doesn't catch in the background, and I am sweating bullets right now. Yeah, so that was news gone moist. Yeah, news gone news gone sweaty. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like I'm in a Thai bow video. Oh, God, yeah. Remember those? What was that, I, the 90s, Thai bow? I, I didn't, but now I do. Thank you. <laughs> Billy, what was his name? Billy Blanks? Yeah. Uh, was it Blanks or was it Banks? I'm going to look it up. It, it was I an alliterative like it was Billy, name. <laughs> Billy Blanks. Hopefully he wasn't shooting Blanks. Yeah. yeah, Billy Blanks, American martial artist. There he yeah. is. I always thought that was an odd name. Like, I don't know. 
Dude, why didn't they use him to play as like Jax in Mortal Kombat? He's a natural, like actual martial artist. Uh, and he did Taibo. He could have been perfect. Because there are a lot of people that cast for Hollywood that just don't have any idea what they're doing. That's true. But a lot of those Mortal Kombat movies, they cast like martial artists to do this stuff. Oh, he's got a son. Yeah. Billy Blanks Jr. Ah, wonder if he's uh, continued the tradition and does uh, fitness videos. He has one film credit called Showdown. That sounds like an actual movie. Yeah, Showdown, also known as American Karate Tiger, is a 1993 action martial arts film. The I'm... film stars Billy Blanks, Ken Scott, Christine Taylor, Ken McLeod. That sounds like McLeod is freaking uh, Highlander. Highlander. <laughs> Patrick I Kilpatrick. might have seen that. Wait, Patrick Kilpatrick? That's I mean... a weird name. That that doesn't surprise me. If your last name is Kilpatrick, like at some point in your genealogy, somebody's gonna be like, "Yep, this kid's name is Patrick." Yeah, it says it's reminiscent of the of 1984's Karate Kid, where it's basically the same kind of movie. Yeah, I'm I'm pretty sure I've seen that. I I go through those kicks where I like to watch uh, what I would say are bad martial arts movies. Yeah. Uh, I, they're always low budget. I think that's the problem. So they they they're just picking up a, a martial artist who's not an actor or an actor who's not a martial artist and kind of putting them together. And you know the screenplay is not necessarily the most well thought out, but they're always enjoyable. Kind of like uh, looking at you, wreck. Mortal Kombat Annihilation, <laughs> <laughs> freaking worst sequel ever. <laughs> I remember, I actually did like that one when I was a kid, but I tried to watch that again recently just because I've been on a Mortal Kombat kick. And I still have, I've been trying to watch it for two days and I can't get through more than 10 minutes at a time when I'm turning it off. Right. I'm like, oh, the fights are cool, but my goodness, they ruined everything with this, with this movie. You just need like the fight only super cut. Yeah, like the 19, the 95 one, the original one, I could still watch. Like that still holds up, but Annihilation is just, it's just bad. It's just, there's just no other way. <laughs> there's no other way around it. I'm gonna have to watch those again. It's been a while. They're on uh, HBO Max. Okay. If you have H or is it HBO? It's HBO Max, right? Uh, you know what? I'm not HBO sure. Something else. They've had HBO Now Max. I know. So... That's why I get confused. I can't remember. I want to say HBO Plus, and I'm like, no, it's Disney Plus. <laughs> there's too right. many. There's too many streaming platforms. Well, I think HBO themselves has had like three or four iterations of that. It's like every time one starts to do poorly, they scrap it and like, oh, and here's our new service. Yeah, but I think they st- I think HBO Max is the newest one. Probably. And it's, and it's, it's, on it's there. probably stuck now. You know, that's that's the new thing. Every every cable and you know channel and everything has their own streaming service. Yeah, and it has like all of the Mortal Kombat stuff. Like it also has the newest animated Mortal Kombat's on there, which are really good. Okay. I watched the Scorpion's Revenge one, and it's got like everything from the X-rays that I told you about from the video games to like fatalities, oh, yeah, yeah. all within an animated movie. Oh, that's cool! Like, it's pretty insane. Yeah, those X-rays sounded really cool. Yeah, they started in Mortal Kombat Nine with that one, and the nice. newest one obviously is Mortal Kombat Eleven. I have since went back and rebought Mortal Kombat Ten because Friday was Friday the Thirteenth, and I wanted to play as Jason Voorhees again. So I literally bought Mortal Kombat Ten with all the DLC just to play as jason on friday the 13th hey that's the perfect time to do it yeah i think i put a tweet about it i was like if you didn't i think so pick up pick this game up again to play as jason on friday the 13th you didn't do friday the 13th right <laughs> <laughs> which is pretty funny 
But that's going to do it for all that. I'm not going to do any Game Pass picks this week because I want to make sure we have time to do the lore. And we're already 36 minutes in. And like I said, I'm sweating my sweating – my, uh, I'm not going to uh, finish I get that. Well, <laughs> with the Game Pass mention, I will touch on mine because I thought it was funny uh, that I got a hold of you and I was like, oh, man, I think I know what my Game Pass pick is going to be. And apparently it was your Game Pass pick last time, uh, Mighty Goose. Yes. Which I, I didn't – get anywhere near as far as you did uh, it's you know very metal slug reminiscent everything but it is a treat it just it looks good it is funny like one of your moves is a honk until you can replace it with like a, another special move but like that was the it, one it was i forgot to mention time. on the episode with rocky and after i did that episode i did finish that game okay at least the main portion now i'm in like a new game plus version of it but wait you forgot to mention the honk yeah, I don't think I mentioned it. Oh man, that, that to me that was one of the best parts. It doesn't do anything; like it doesn't hurt any enemies or anything. You just, no. you know, rear your goose head back and honk wildly. It's fantastic. Yeah, I think the reason I forgot to mention it was because I unlocked the grenades, so I started using the grenades. Yeah, I I did the level after I got the grenades, and that's kind of where I had stopped. You know, because I I hit you up and you're like, oh yeah, we talked about that. I'm like, great. You know, I don't have to go too in depth with it. I can just you know corroborate that this is an entertaining game and worth your time and uh i like honks yeah <laughs> uh, i don't i got nothing for that <laughs> i wanted to think of a joke and i was like i got nothing <laughs> i got nothing but yeah so that was your game i guess my game pass pick would have been that track to yomi since i was like able to finish it in about four hours which was pretty cool right well yeah you'd mentioned it was about four hours that's the black and white samurai game right yeah, it's 2D side-scrolling, and then it's got insane, like, boss fights. Okay. I mean, it has a whole section where you're, like, in the afterlife, too. And it's, like, ties into the story, and you're, like, trying to get back out of the afterlife. Well, that, that's kind of revenge. the thing with, like, a side-scroller game, especially with, like, a, a, uh, a melee one like that. It's either easy or hard. It's really difficult to find that in-between balance because you only have one plane of motion, you know? You can't yeah. sidestep. There's no rolling, and I mean, there this could one be there some is. rolling, but like, you're still limited on that left or right access. You know? Yeah, there is rolling in this one. There's parrying, which is what you really need to focus on. So okay. it's kind of like the Dark Souls a little bit with the parrying, and then there's like, uh, you unlock like different combo attacks at one point that you can use, and it really wants, it kind of wants to teach you to try and strike first before you have to get to into the parrying because if you miss the parry, then you're taking a lot of damage. <laughs> It sounds like it's a lot like uh, Ghost of Tsushima without the, you know, big open world. And, that's kind uh, of how I took it. Everything. Yeah. Okay. That's cool. And it was done by, oh my goodness, I can't remember this studio, but it was a studio I recognized. I can't remember it now because it's been like two weeks since I played it, but <laughs> I, I should have wrote this stuff down, which is what you did with the, uh, with the Elden Ring lore. You know, I, I do. I like to write that stuff down because I forget so much stuff, you know? Right. When we planned the the Elden Ring stuff, and I like went into it, there's a lot of stuff I was able to just write down off the top of my head. But then, like at this point, I'd be like, I don't. What are we talking about? The big red yeah. place. What's that called again? Which I might do. Like I said, <laughs> I haven't played in like a month, and right. we're covering we're covering Kaled, so this would be like part Kaled, three. Right. So, Kaled's a big nasty place. I'm sure. Yeah, if you've 
interested in the game at all, you've seen the memes of, you know, welcome to Florida or, you know, now entering Ohio or whatever other state people like to slap on that. Or if you're a fan of horror games, this uh, one YouTuber I like, John Wolf, always says red means scary. And Kayla is like all red. I just said Kayla. You did. (laughs) Well, I'm sorry if there's any Kayla's out there listening, but apparently you're all red now. You know, I mean, that can be interpreted in many different ways that will not very go very well for us. <laughs> uh, yeah. Anyway, yeah. Kalid has a full on red tint and color to it. Yep. Everything is tinted red unless it's tinted uh, pinkish white, kind of. Yeah. yeah. But that's that's predominant. You've got this, everything is red sands, red brick, and you've got like these white, like, fungal and mushroom growths you've got you know skeletons everywhere you've got these big t-rex looking dogs that's the yeah, best way i can describe it they've got like short cross, arms giant that heads. And a werewolf yeah yeah and they, they they're out everything here is you know everything in any of the souls games is there to kill you but this place in particular is like extra hostile right and it feels more of like a, like this is the whole area, like I said, with the red being scary. I, from what I remember of it, feels like the horror area of the game. Yeah, yeah, I, it, it kind of is, and everything is like this because of something called the Scarlet Rot. So, right. after the uh, Elden Ring was shattered, you know, there was a war between all the shard bears, the people that had picked up the parts of the ring, like Godric. Well, two of them were Radon, who his army and his keep and everything is in Kaled and uh, millennia who was up North and basically went on a crusade down through Liernia and Limgrave and into Kaled where uh, millennia, who's known as the unbeatable sword mistress or sword swordswoman, sword mistress. Eh, it doesn't matter. Same difference. <laughs> yeah. And then Radon, you know, clashed now. They basically fought to a standstill. Uh, Millennia um, is is basically going to be defeated, and she does like one of those sacrificial plays. She gets up on top of Radon and stabs her sword into him. Now, mind you, she's corrupted by this rot. Right. She's missing an arm, a foot, and a leg from the knee down. So, Holy like, crap. yeah, her her one of her legs gone from the knee down. It's got she's got a prosthetic. One of her feet is gone, prosthetic, and she's got this mechanical arm that her sword is attached to. So she goes in for the strike. Radon bashes the sword away, which breaks it off of her uh, prosthetic arm. She catches it in the other one, jumps up and stabs it. Now, Radon is huge. He's like King Kong kind of thing, right? Her stabbing him isn't going to do much, but she stabs herself onto the other end of the sword and lets the scarlet rot that's in in her bleed down into him and infect him. And then she goes on to do what is a, uh, the bloom of the Scarlet Aeonian, which is just, she turns into this giant flower basically. Right. And this spreads the Scarlet rot all across Caleb. I got to backtrack a little bit here. Like (laughs) putting this in perspective, She's basically stabbing herself into the body of another person and spreading a disease. <laughs> yes, sure is. It's like freaking insane. Yeah. To think uh, about. Hey, we were talking about zombies earlier. This sounds a little akin to a zombie kind of scenario. 
Well, that's one of the things a Scarlet Rock can do. So it, it can like mess with your head and kind of turn you into like a shambling uh, zombie. Uh, it creates a sort of gigantism in some things like um, the hounds and the crows that are there. They're oh, thought yeah. to be that big because of the Scarlet Rot. That's also why you see some giant like skulls and skeletons laying around. It's thought that they were regular people and they, the, the rot just kept expanding them and expanding them, possibly still like their bones and stuff, because they're they're no longer bones. They're part of this like rot fungus stuff at this point, you know? So it, it does weird stuff. It's a really nasty debuff in the game, too. Yeah, it is. So uh, but yeah, so she does that. Uh, one of her clean rot knights, you know, drags her back off to the field, gets her back to her home, the Hallig Tree. Radon is there and it atta- this rot attacks his mind. So he's left in this giant field of battle where he's basically separated from the rest of the Kalid by this massive cliff. And the keep that has the lift that's down to that area, Redmain Keep, they hold a festival where all these warriors gather up and go down there to fight Radon and try to give him like a warrior's death. Now, this I remember because I did this part. Yeah, he's that super the, powerful. Boss fight. Right, right. Uh, so, like, nobody touches him, right? And he just kind of mills about this field, eating the corpses of the dead to sustain himself. Zombie! <laughs> yep, more, more zombies. Now, there are some the sad parts of this because if you fight Radon, you'll notice that he's riding the world's tiniest horse. It's really it's, sad to look at. <laughs> Well, it, it, it looks like a tiny horse. It's a regular horse. That horse's name is Leonard. And that's been Radon's horse since he was young. As he kept growing bigger and bigger, and he realized that Leonard wouldn't be able to carry his weight, he went to a town in Caleb called Celia to learn gravity magic. So basically, he's constantly using gravity magic to make himself light enough to ride on Leonard's back. I mean, it looks like he's crushing it. Let's be honest. It, it does. <laughs> the it animation. Does. But like, and like, if you look like he doesn't have feet anymore and it's suspected that like, because his feet drag behind them. Right. His, the sand has wore away at his feet and just left ankle stumps because he just rides Leonard all around. Right. That's great. I mean, it's kind of sweet. You know, he, he doesn't want to leave his little horse behind. So he, he goes and learns how to, you know, control this gravity magic which he apparently gets so good at and he's so strong with that he's arrested the movement of the stars in the sky. So he's not only using his gravity magic to make him lighter and fight you and fling meteorites at you, he has stopped the stars from moving. That's crazy. So I wonder if that, does that tie into how he like kind of disappears during a fight and shoots down like a freaking comet? Absolutely, it does. Because he, he controls all that, you know? So you get him to a certain point and he kind of like remembers who he is and he, he comes, he, he like goes off and comes back like almost revitalized, you know, ready to fight. Crashes down like a comet. out of me the first time I got that far. In the oh, fight. yeah. I, I did not see it coming because I was like, where, where where is he? You know, and then my screen just starts getting a little more orange and yellow. And then all of a sudden I just, I'm smushed and dead. Like yeah. I didn't even know what happened. It was wild. It's pretty insane part of that fight for sure. Yeah. Um, so I mentioned he he had went to Celia to learn magic, which um, let's see, do do do. That's the town of sorcery, right? Yep. That, that's like in the middle of Kalid, and there, 
they work with Rhea Lucaria some, but like they yeah, because also... they have dudes in there with those same masks. Yeah, those weird yeah, stone head things. But they do a lot of uh, studying of hidden magics, which they mean like you know invisible magic missiles and stuff. Or they dark actually... side of the force. <laughs> yeah, well, they actually are trained to be like assassins for other mages. So interesting. Yeah. Um. Let's see. And then uh, one of the mages of Rio Lucaria that like is their prime primal mages, uh, Lucet. Uh, wow, I can't think of the other guy's name. Azur and uh, the the ones that Selen is trying to bring back. Lucet studied there before everybody was uh, you know closed off from Rio Lucaria before he was exiled. So he's actually bound below. Uh, Celia in like a uh, cave behind a magic like gateway. So one of the most powerful sorcerers or wizards in the lands between is locked away underneath there too. A whole town full of basically mage slayers. That's pretty crazy. Yeah. Uh, sorry, I kind of jumped around a bit because I was talking about the Rodan Festival and I didn't mention the herald of that. That's Jaren. Uh, I always thought he was really cool because he's got that classic, like, uh, um, the, like, German soldiers that had the flamberge and used the crossbows. You know oh, what yeah. I'm talking about? Yeah. He's got that style, um, like a man-at-arms, kind of puffy sleeves and everything. Uh, he himself is one of the Selian witch hunters. And if you do the quest line for Selen, you'll actually find that he's trying to find and kill her. Interesting. You, you would never guess he's a, a spellcaster until you continue that storyline because in the fight he'll actually use magic. You know, he he definitely looks like he'd just be, you know, a sword kind of guy, but nope. You know, he he's a Selian assassin. There's uh, some crazy stuff in this game. It's like the more you discuss, I'm like, wow, I forgot there was like so much involved. <laughs> yeah, it, like oh that's the thing. The when we started in Wimgrave, I was kind of like, things happen, but as we get further in i'm like this links to that this links to this it's you know the the whole thing just keeps opening up like some kind of piece of origami you know yeah it's like the the farther you get into the game the more it expands right um let's see uh so there is a couple of people that are kind of strange that you might run into in celia uh, there's a lady that is infected by the scarlet rot that's missing an arm. Sounds familiar. Uh, that like she she kind of just wants you to leave her alone, right? And I feel like I in, met her. You, you probably did, Millicent. If you yeah, that sounds familiar. Old man, I, I thought yeah. it would trigger a quest, but it didn't let me do anything. So it, she doesn't. But if you go to another section and you talk to this old guy Gowry, who looks like he's just kind of really oddly sitting in his chair. Okay. Uh, he's like leaned back really uncomfortably and he's like palms up and out. He almost looks like he's like waiting for somebody to like slap him, you know, like, you know, high five down low kind of thing. Right. Um, he'll tell you about Millicent and send you to get an, uh, a needle, a golden needle that can stem, you know, the scarlet rot. Well, these needles were all made by Mikola, who was Millennia's brother, who was trying to make these needles to stop the two fingers who are the agents of the golden order, which is the whole, you know, Elden ring thing Yep. from being able to control people or influence them. So like, this is where you start really getting into like a lot of the meat of the story, you know, uh, 
and you can actually give her the needle once you find it and you know it stops the rot and you can uh kind of progress a storyline for her which is that uh it's not really clear if gowrie has created her and her sisters because she has four sisters or if they found these uh children but they're all thought to be uh related to millennia so they're trying to kind of groom them and find out which is the strongest to basically become the next millennia because okay. gallery is actually a uh what they call a pest basically a, a, like a a millipede with arms and legs kind of ew yeah they're, they're really <laughs> gross i hate I freaking they, hate like, millipedes to begin with <laughs> they shoot like these webs at you and stuff that like home in they're they're, they're miserable but they are worshipers of the goddess of rod who apparently was something that was around before Wait, millennia. The goddess of Rod? Rot. Okay, R-O-T. Rot. I was gonna say it sounded like you said Rod, and I was like, whoa, this could definitely be taking the wrong Yeah, that, that would that would be going a whole different route. We'd probably be talking about the Iron Virgins and stuff again then. <laughs> the worshippers of the rod. <laughs> uh praise the rod. Oh but, my goodness. Yeah, it it starts just getting really in depth there and like by the end, you know, you're giving her uh, a prosthetic and everything, and she looks like, you know, uh, millennia. And uh, if you go back to Gowrie's cabin at a certain point, you give him a couple pokes, you can kill him, and his body fades away, and then he turns into one of these pests. So it's not really clear if he was a possessed uh, or a pest that was being like possessed, like Agent Smith kind of thing from the Matrix. Right. Or if something was puppeting him, like what, like, it's not really clear. Just there's obviously some kind of magics going on here, you know? Yeah. Do you think the rod is what Rod Stewart calls himself when he looks himself in the mirror? Uh, if I was Rod Stewart, <laughs> that is exactly what I would call myself. Sorry to change the subject, but no. it was eating at me because it was stuck in my mind. <laughs> yeah, I, I know. If you hadn't let that out, it would have just drove you nuts all night. Yeah, pretty much. So that's almost the entirety of Southern Kalid. Um, there are some places I could have touched on a little more, get more in depth to, but I, I wanted to trim this down a little bit because I had like five pages of notes on like this area alone, you know? Yeah. I remember and, you told me you were like, I didn't realize there was so much. And the more I do, the more I keep finding. Yeah. Cause like I do a section, I'm like, all right, cool. And then like, I'd play later or I'd be looking at something. I'm like, Oh wait, there's this whole other area, you know? And like, cause you can get into like, the the jar warriors and alexander's there and everything but like that's it's just a whole big thing but there is something up in the north part of uh Kaled i wanted to touch on and that's uh the beast sanctum uh you can get yes i remember there. that yeah you get told about a teleporter you can jump through and then there's yeah. a, a big robed beast cleric right and he's the one that you're feeding, you're feeding death root death root that was it yep which so, is from fighting the invaders right uh, that no, so Deathroot is from fighting things in the crypts where, like, at the oh, end, okay. you fight a boss, and there's always like this wall of like dead people and roots and stuff. Yeah, you yeah. also get a lot of the glove work to upgrade your ashes, exactly. So, the Deathroot is from one of the, the things that, like, why the ring was shattered, right? Is because Godwin the Golden was the first demigod to die and after that happened america was like hey uh it's time to shatter the uh, ring you know this has failed we need to start over because this was her son that's been killed no other 
uh, demigods have been slain because the rune of death, which would allow this to happen, was hidden away. Well, somebody found it and they used it to kill Godwin, except it only killed his spirit and not his body. So his body in death is death has been like bloated and like spreading and like tendrils everywhere. So these death roots are like the like seeds from him growing everywhere, right? So that's why like you get to these spots where you're you're fighting these things in the crypts and you find these death roots. The beast clergyman is collecting them because he is a major player in the story and a big character reveal later in the game. Really. Yeah, like it's the it's the beast clergyman feels at fault for Godwin dying. Interesting. Yeah, so uh, they're a major character. Like, if you're playing through and you haven't gone over there for some reason, or you're like, oh, I don't want to give this guy death root or whatever, uh, do it because it's a, it's a big part and it, it it definitely gives you some more lore. He's got a couple lines in there that kind of really explain who he is. So. Uh, yeah, it, it is a big, terrifying zone, and like, there's dragons everywhere. Uh, all the red main soldiers, which are Radon's, you know, uh, uh, army. Uh, there's a crypt where it's the spirits of the Queen Rot Knights and the Radon soldiers locked in this like eternal battle. Uh, it, it's it's a really rich place. It's just it's terrifying to be there i mean one because you know a lot of things are, are frightening like the big crows that'll just kind of get you out of nowhere yeah, they look like doctors <laughs> yeah yeah they've the got face. that long beak and like they're just wild hair not hair uh feathers everywhere i remember but, like, coming across like one dragon there that was almost like it was like all white like it was like rotted away it was like a skeleton practically mm-hmm. and it freaking slaughtered me in like one breath uh, that, that it's Ezekiel, the plagued, I think. Uh, yeah, it was like a plague dragon or something like that. So so that's a medium dragon. And if you go a little past that, you'll run into a bunch of lesser dragons, which are still brutal and they'll kill you. But they're all crowded around one of the great dragons that is just kind of laying there trying not to die in Kaled. And mm. uh, there's two ways to take care of this. You can spend a large amount of time smacking it in the tail which right. you can hit or you can use like a bleed weapon or something but it still takes forever or you can take away what's giving it some life energy by killing all the little dragons around it and once you kill enough of them it, the big one just doesn't have anything to like sustain it at this point you know because it's trying to leech their energy so it can kind of come back too but it is an enormous dragon is it like, that one where it's like kind of like into the ground? Like yep. it looks like it's kind of morphed into the ground right next to that tower? Yeah, I, okay. I think uh, that it's got the Scarlet Rot, and I think that Kaelid itself is more or less trying to consume it. Interesting. So, but yeah, that that's a that's a big like speedrunner point because people go there because you can get like a, a hundred thousand runes off of it and it doesn't Holy attack crap. back. Yeah. But it, it's just, it's, it's a cool thing. It does roar, and it lowers your uh, offense defense stats. I think uh, that's what happened to me the first time as I was trying to attack it, and then it roared, and it scared the crap out of me, and I just ran away. Uh, yeah, it never yeah. went back. Yeah, because it doesn't look like it's moving at first, and then you poke it, and you're like, oh, okay, I can do this. And then it, like, flicks its tail or roars or something, and you're like, oh, no, it's time to leave. 
Yeah, and then it when it roars, all of the other like smaller ones are all coming at you at once too, and you're like, I'm not fighting like 20 dragons right oh, now. Yeah. You're out of your minds. <laughs> yeah, it alerts them and then it enrages them. So anything with the uh, like the reddened eyes, that that's when they're like aggressive. So you'll see like demi humans get like that and stuff. Uh, sometimes they gain some more move sets. They'll flank a little better. They definitely come at you more than they normally would. So Crazy. you don't want to get flanked by you know three or four dragons at once. No, that's not a good time for anybody. Even a god, I think, would struggle with that. Yeah, for sure. Well, I mean, the the demigods fought against the the dragons at the beginning. You know, when when uh, the golden order, the two fingers, all kind of showed up here because they're not native to the lands between. Right. They had to fight off the giants and the dragons because the the dragons had their own like lords. Uh, and then the giants had the fell god, which is where they get all their fire magic and everything. Um, that's actually uh, the trolls that you see all around that have like yes, the hole in the, their chest. Yeah, those big like zombie giant dudes. Yeah, they're they're descendant of the giants, and that hole in their chest is where the their like center eye would be. That's their link to the fell god. Wait, and... center eye like a giant eye? Yep. Yeah, that's freaking weird. Why yeah, didn't so, they just include that in the game? Like, just find one with a giant eye, and that's gonna freak me the crap out instantly. <laughs> so, so when you actually do fight a full-fledged giant, it does open its center eye. Oh, cool! So, is but, that the mountaintop of the giants, which was the next area I think I had to go to? Yep, yep. Okay, so that's why I haven't gotten there yet because I stopped playing around that point. That that's that's a huge. Uh, blocker point for a lot of people because you hit that spot and that it's almost like a gear check and stuff and it's like some mmos like you, you really need to like reevaluate like what consumables you're using what your stats right. are what level you are because that's the spot where you need to either be over leveled or good you know i think the last time i checked i'm like level 89 so i'm probably oh, not even God, leveled yeah. enough for that dude yeah uh i i think i I went at him at 120 the first time and struggled and basically went and did some other stuff until I came back at 130 and had upgraded my stuff a little bit. And uh, I just got him kind of thing. That's crazy. Yeah, he, he's rough. I mean, he's huge and he has some unavoidable attacks. Uh, they're avoidable through weird ways, but you can't just like roll through it kind of thing. Right. But yeah, uh, Caleb in a nutshell is uh, unfortunately you have to go there. Well, do you? Yes and no. Yeah, you do because you have to go past that in order to get to uh, the Altus Plateau. You have to go through that giant dragon or like behind it into that tower. You, you, so either... you do kind of have to go through Caleb to get there. Yeah, you either need to find the secret entrance to Altus or you need to uh, get the other half of the medallion. I also, did not know there was a secret entrance into Altus, so we're going to have yep. to cover that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's also tied to Ronnie's quest line. Uh, you need to take care of Radon and uh, get the stars moving again so you can right. continue Ronnie's quest line. Uh, and to actually get into uh, Landell, the capital, you need to have taken out two shard bearers. Most people get Godric, and then your choice is Ranala or uh, Radon. So Okay. Which in my case, I think would be Radon. Uh, I don't uh, know if I fought Ranala. I mean, I took out Radon. 
is what I mean. Like that's. Oh, I got you. I got you. I see a lot of people struggle with Ronaldo. I thought she was a pretty easy fight, but I just went straight at her. If you hang back even a little bit, she starts blasting you with magic. Wait, is Ronaldo the uh, the Lucaria Academy? Yep. Floating yeah, I beat both, both of them then. Okay, so, yeah. I, I was gonna say, I thought so you did. T- yeah, by the time I got, yeah, because I remember telling you I thought she was a bit of a pushover. Yeah, well, for my blood fang, which I just got in close, took her out before she could cast any spells, and it was pretty much over. Yeah, that, that's one of the best starting weapons because uh, you can get it early on. Levels up with the yep. somber stones, so you're not trying to find twelve of each stone to get it from you know rank you know each tier up. And uh, it's got a really good weapon art. And you can put, like, yeah, grease it on it and stuff. It's just like, a really good weapon all Yeah, around. you can put pretty much anything on it. And it's, like, right now, I think the high, like, the part, I think it's doing, like, over five or over 400 damage now. Right. Because of leveling up the right, the right like, strength and dexterity. And then on top of that, you've also got it at, like, a pl- I think I have it at a plus six or a plus seven now, I right. believe. It was the last time I played. I'm trying to remember from, like, a month ago. But... I remember it was doing some major damage output. Oh, yeah. And and she's uh, an unarmored human. So slashing damage, which that is, does a lot more. And yeah. has bleed on it, which does a lot. And you could put like fire grease or something on it and just like really trounce her. Yeah, I think the hardest boss I had trouble with in the game so far, which we're not getting to yet because it's in the uh, capital, was that Godfrey. Oh, the his golden avatar. Yeah, I really struggled with that. I think I talked about this before. I don't remember, but I really struggled with him. Yeah, he, he can be rough because uh, he's all up in your face and everything. Yeah, he was almost my I'm done with this game boss. And then I remember I finally I beat him. The, the funny and, thing with him is that uh, he doesn't have any gap closer moves, so to speak. So if you're away from him, he just walks. Yeah. Now, that doesn't work for everybody because if you're you know wielding a sword or something you know, shorter, you don't have a lot of options, but if you really need to back up and drink a potion or throw some pots or knives at him, you you definitely can do it. No, I feel like he did do a move. I feel like he jumped in the air and then, like, slammed down at me and covered a large distance in a quick amount of time and about wrecked me. I, I He does have a jump. I think it's... Eh. I think it's more of a medium range, but you know, it's, it's maybe it was just where I was standing because I was kind of like trapped there and I didn't have anywhere to go. So maybe, oh, <laughs> maybe yeah, that, that was why the moment you roll your back into a wall or a lantern yeah. or something that that's always death because any time you get caught on the train, you're like, well, I, I just killed myself. Yeah. I remember I got through him and then I went, went on i had to ask you where to go next i remember that <laughs> oh yeah where yeah. i got to morgot and then like i was like wow morgot was like a punk <laughs> compared to godfrey yeah that, that's one of the things i like about this is like every build can handle bosses in a different way so like you may struggle on one that i had no problems with but then we get to the next boss and i'm sweating it and you're just breezing through you know right I think Morgoth was doing a little more worshiping of the rod than he should have been in his little too. Yeah, yeah. That's what that's uh, what Morgoth does. He listens to Rod Stewart in his spare time. <laughs> clearly it's not blast. giving him enough power. No, definitely not. <laughs> maybe he should throw on some Iron Maiden and get a little more metal in. Yeah. Um, maybe just drink some of Rod Stewart's pee. That clearly works for some people. <laughs> just don't eat his species. It might kill you. <laughs> Jesus. What's wrong with people? I don't know. 
So is that all the lore you had for this episode? Uh, I mean, without... I mean, I'm sure there's more, really, but... Yeah, let me see here. We did... Do-do-do, uh, uh, Gowrie, yes. Oh, um, one thing about the Beast Clergyman, right? So out front of his place is uh, a gargoyle. All the gargoyles are... Um, wielding weapons that are mended with corpse wax which is known as a mark of those who serve Malaketh the black blade and Malaketh is the one that was holding the rune of death before it was stolen and okay. used to kill god or godwin so just a little tidbit there it's but, just a uh, little tidbit for the people that are probably tuning into this episode for Elden Ring yeah. Still our most popular episodes, even though I've said numerous times, we're not an Elder Ring podcast. And they're like, oh, really? Well, I'm not listening anymore. <laughs> <laughs> the listens just plummet. Yeah. I mean, we, we talk about what we're doing and playing, too. And, like, I just broke 500 hours in the game. So, uh, and Wes, so, like, the last game I played that I got really into and had, you know, hundreds of hours in, uh, I dropped cold because it was a uh, new world. And they started doing these patches. Uh, if you patch an MMO or a live service game, especially like, you know, uh, something that's new and big, you make small changes. Right. Small one at a time changes. They kept making these big sweeping changes and like, oh yeah, we're going to tweak this 15% and we're going to tweak Holy this crap. other part of this by 10%. Like they were just left and right breaking skills and making things unusable and like, radically changing the game week in and week out to the point where like i'd log in and i'm like i don't i don't know how my character works because you've changed it so much and i'm playing regularly and i hit a day where i I was playing with a a buddy and uh you know he went on vacation came back like a week later he's like hey do you want to play and i'm like no it's miserable like they can't stop messing with it you know it'd be like if you uh really liked uh a certain kind of soda and they just changed the formula every week and you never knew Suddenly what you were a different get. flavor yeah yeah and like i i straight up dropped that game cold and like i wrote a review on steam about how much i was having a great time when i was 90 hours in and like i was telling friends about it and stuff and then one day i was just like i'm out i'm done like i don't even uh claim the rewards that i get for free from uh amazon plus for it right so or Amazon last, Prime, whatever it's called. I think the last game for me that would be 500 or more hours would be like Elder Scrolls Online, which I'll finally be diving into again next week or ne- next week, next month when the new expansion drops. Man, uh, new expansions for games like uh, Path of Exile just got uh, is either getting a new update or just got one. Basically, their new season's starting. Yeah. Like, everybody's playing that kind of like you know destiny gets a new update drops yeah which happened this year then assassin's valhalla got the new expansion which was like the uh going into like um asgard Mm -hmm. playing as odin which i bought i did buy it but i haven't played it yet because i never finished the main game and i don't know if it's going to tie into it directly so (laughs) i think the new monster hunter got its update too like because they always do a bunch of like monster hunter rise on the switch is getting one yeah, yeah, that that that's getting. And those updates when they do their big one, they're big. It's like a whole yeah. other game. Like I remember when the other Monster Hunter came out with like that Iceborne one, and it mm-hmm. was like this massive. I never really got into those games. I played um, 
I'm playing like Monster Hunter Stories 2 on my Switch. I was playing that and enjoying it. Okay. And then I ended up buying Monster Hunter Rise. But those are like my first real experience with any kind of Monster Hunter. Yeah, but Monster played... Hunter Stories is completely different because it's turn-based RPG. Right. I played World for about 300 hours. Uh, I stopped not too long before Iceborne, but like I kind of fell out of gaming for a little bit when that came right. out and I didn't jump back in. And then Rise, I think I put 200 hours in that in the first month. Like I was playing it real hard. And then uh, one day, because I would go to my buddy's house, my Switch, and we'd play, you know, couch co-op kind of thing. And then one day, like, we didn't meet up for that weekend, and I haven't touched it since. So I know every, how that goes. <laughs> every once in a while, I just kind of fall off of a game. So, you know, it might happen with Elden Ring at some point again. But That's like, basically what happened to me, I guess. I kind of just yeah. fell off, started playing other things. And then, like, you get this fear where you're like, I don't want to go back into it because I'm going to be rusty. <laughs> so yeah. Just kind of stay clear. That's how I am with like any kind of fighting game, you know, yeah. not that I play them a lot, but like shooters, they all roughly feel the same. So like I'll jump in a shooter and I'm like, yeah, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be terrible for a little bit, but I'll get that muscle memory back, you know? Yeah. Speaking of fighting games, if you are going to play one, at least try to play one of the Mortal Kombat's before, <laughs> before that episode in July. I'll go find my Dreamcast, dust off Mortal Kombat Gold, not have any idea what you guys are talking about with all these new characters and stuff. Well, I don't know if we're going to talk about new characters yet. I haven't decided. It's probably going to be characters that would be in, like, every game. Yeah, I, there, there are a lot of, like, uh, you know, everybody knows Raiden and Scorpion and Sub-Zero, yeah. you know. Uh, I, I didn't keep track of Mortal Kombat for a lot of it. So, like, when people are like, oh, yeah, Noob Sabat, I'm like, I don't know who that is. You know, uh, I can tell you right now, that's the original Sub Zero. Oh, Bihan. Wow. Okay. <laughs> he dies and becomes Noob Saibot because his soul goes to Netherrealm and Quan Chi kind of like controls him for a while. So, he's yeah. the original Sub Zero. And then his younger brother, Kwai Liang, becomes Sub Zero. See, that's something I love about games that you wouldn't expect to have so much war, you know? When people There's a about, lot with like, Mortal Kombat. Yeah, Mortal Kombat's so rich. Uh, the original Destiny, everybody was like, oh, this game doesn't have any lore. Well, you had to, like, they, they did a dumb thing with it. You had to, like, find things and then look them up on your uh, computer on, like, the browser to read their lore kind of thing. Right. Yeah, so that, that wasn't well done, you know. And with Mortal Kombat, it's crazy because you don't expect there to be a lore, that much lore for, like, a fighting game. And right. then, you're like, you just fall down and you're like, no, there is, like, so much lore. Especially now that there's, like, comics, movies, and, like, all the TV shows and stuff that kind of oh, yeah. expands on it. So it kind of makes it a larger universe. Yeah, that extended universe is really cool. Like, because there is, there's just such such a depth that you just wouldn't expect. And then you can factor in the guest characters into official Mortal Kombat lore and have a whole nother section. Like I said, with Mortal Kombat 10, you had Jason and freaking Leatherface, and then you had Alien and Predator. Yeah, I think a couple episodes ago, we talked about Spawn. Yeah, Spawn is in the new one, Man. Mortal Kombat 11. In Mortal Kombat 10, it was Jason Voorhees, Leatherface, Alien, and Predator were like oh, the guest man. characters. Leatherface. Did you get to use a chainsaw? Yes, you did. Oh, amazing. And uh, in Mortal Kombat 10, um, there's like three variations of each character, and it'll change it like change kind of the way they look, and then it changed mm -hmm. some of their special abilities. So one okay. of Leatherface's ones, um, you can use a chainsaw, but you also have like the mallet smash where he smashes them on the head with the mallet. Yep, yep. Which is pretty cool. And then Jason has a slasher variation and like a variation where like once you take him out the first time, he just kind of rises again with a little bit of help or with a oh, little bit okay. of health left, so it kind of keeps them in the fight right. for a little longer, which is kind of cool. And of course, Alien and Predator. I mean, the first thing you do when you see Alien and Predator in a Mortal Kombat game is make Alien and Predator fight each other, because oh, that's course. what happens. 
So those are pretty cool. Yeah, that's Mortal Kombat 10. Or if you want to get it, um, I got it. It was like, I just got Mortal Kombat XL on the Xbox on Friday, and it was $4.99. And that's oh. the game with all of the DLC, like all the characters and all the special skins and stuff. Yeah, five so bucks. it might still be on sale. <laughs> if that's still on sale, you can't pass that up. No, Not for that price. I picked it up so, because I can't play Mortal Kombat 9 on the Xbox. I have to play it on a computer. So I was like, well, I'm going to start with 10 again so I can go back through the story because it goes Mortal Kombat 9, then 10, then 11. Like Mortal Kombat 9 kind of rebooted the whole franchise and started the story over from like the beginning. Right. And then it goes into like Mortal Kombat 10 and then 11. So. Okay. Okay. But instead of even doing the story, I, like I said, I end up just playing as Jason Voorhees. I was like, hey, five bucks. I can finally play as Jason again. And well, then yeah. Mortal Kombat 9 was Freddy. Yeah. Oh, that that would be cool too. Yeah, I wish that Freddy would have been in the same one with Jason and Leatherface because that would have been cool. But of course not. He was in the one before it. And so was Kratos. Kratos was also in that. Oh, wow. I didn't realize that. He might have been a PlayStation exclusive for that one. Oh, I kind of like that they do that. But uh, I I, I don't know. I'm hot and cold on exclusives. Yeah, because I have nine complete edition, which was just called Mortal Kombat. It wasn't actually called Mortal Kombat 9. It's just called Mortal Kombat because they were basically rebooting it. But I have that one on Steam, and Kratos is not in it, and it's so frustrating. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but Freddy is, and I'm good with that. Okay, okay. And I think what I didn't, when you asked me for Mortal Kombat 11, you asked if Rambo was in it, I think you said. And I was like, yeah, actually, Rambo is in it. <laughs> yeah. Or Terminator. Terminator is in it. Rambo is in it. Spawn is in it. And the Joker is in it, which is like their crossover with Injustice. Is that the one that has RoboCop, too? Yeah, and RoboCop. That was the one you asked. You were like, yeah. is there like a weird character like RoboCop? And I was like, yeah, and there's also Rambo, Terminator, <laughs> Spawn, <laughs> the freaking Joker is in it. Yeah, because at first all those characters seem like, no, they're just out of place. No, they're not. Like, they're they're all down to clown in that kind of like fight, you know? Yeah, and the Joker, I, I actually didn't mind them putting it because with Injustice 2, they put like Raiden and Sub-Zero in it. So like oh, okay. him, they were crossing him over. Because at one point they had a Mortal Kombat versus DC Universe, which is the one Mortal Kombat I never played. Okay. So they did have a crossover like game with DC and Mortal Kombat at one point. Hmm. But that one wasn't like gory fatalities and stuff because of the DC. I think they had to like tone it back. So I think that was why they eventually did Injustice. It probably spawned out of that. Yeah, Injustice doesn't have anything like that, I don't think. I mean, you do get like hit by trains and stuff. They're all Yeah, you get like super moves and Yeah stuff like that but there's no like i think in mortal kombat versus dc i think it was like a heroic beat down or so it was something weird where they just like beat the crap out of you but it yeah. wasn't like gory fatalities because you can't just have batman getting his spine ripped out like dc's <laughs> i don't know it might do them some good it might i don't know if you've seen any of the like on uh hbo max it has a lot of dc stuff and so it has a lot of those like newer dc like animated movies and stuff and a lot of those are rated r now good Uh, and they're like way better they're they're just kind of struggling i think they need to i did like batman i watched it i did like it but yeah but how long is this guy gonna be batman well they say he's coming back in the next one so i know they're at least doing that i just i feel like there's been too many batman and they're all reboots you know like yeah every time (laughs) so i do agree but I did. I will say that I did finally watch it whenever I got HBO Max, and I was like, "Oh, I actually okay. like this." And the newest Mortal Kombat movie is also on there, nice, which is actually yeah. really good. Even That's though it's kind of its own universe, 
the way they kind of do it, it's like its own thing and it has a new character and all this other stuff. It's still a really cool movie to watch. I liked it a lot. Yeah, I I can already tell the Mortal Kombat episode coming up. It's gonna be you guys just <laughs> chatting away at it. See, I yeah, this gonna be better that time. But Neil did ask me to find weird news directly relating to Florida Man because he's from Florida and he might oh, know the person. Nice. I was like, oh, I will definitely find something for you. Do not worry. <laughs> oh, yeah, <laughs> I might I might issue. have to look for some Florida Man news. That that's like work. a rich vein. You we know? could both bring some to the table for him. <laughs> All right, we'll yeah. both have we'll have. Uh, News Gone Wild, Florida edition, and every article will be from Florida. Florida edition, fantastic. Sure, you can find plenty because isn't that where that one dude did the bath salts and like ate somebody's face off? Pretty sure that was in Florida years ago. I, I think that you could have just said, "Isn't that where that one dude?" And then we could have just left a, you know, a few so many different things <laughs> for like the listener to just kind of like put their own thought in there because I'm pretty sure if you can think of it, it's happened in Florida. Yeah, a guy tried to fight his ex-wife with a samurai sword. Yeah, I, I that see that doesn't even make me question it. You know, <laughs> that, that's legit. When I did a birthday episode of everything but the podcast, they said to look up like Florida man and type in your birthday, and that was like the article that popped up for my oh, birthday. Fantastic! <laughs> like, trying to fight his ex-wife with a samurai sword. That's wild. I was like, this is insane. That's All wild. Right. Asher, I think it's time we get out of here. We've been going for about an hour and 20 minutes. I think we gave the people plenty of uh, stuff tonight. Yeah, I'm rusty. It's been two weeks, so we had a lot to talk about. Right, right. I think you came up with a new outro for the show, so I'm going to let you say it. Oh, no. (laughs) I did. I remember this because I messaged you about it. I'm like, this is a great idea because I thought of it when I was camping. And let me tell you, that was almost three weeks ago. And I have no idea what I said. When you're gaming, your journeys are infinite. Don't worry, that's I remember it. it. Yeah, yeah. Of I course, now it's going to be when you're podcasting, your journeys are infinite since we're switching things up and we're not just gaming podcasts anymore. Yeah, yeah. I mean, although it, I'm still, still leaving us in a video games category because I'm too lazy to change. <laughs> I think on uh, Apple, we're listed as leisure. I think it's leisure and then video games as well. It's like leisure. Because there's a leisure category, and then under the category, there's like a subcategory, and that's the video games. Oh, of course but the main is. category is leisure, so we can pretty much just do whatever the heck we want to do, and people will still listen if they enjoy it. Yeah, but hey, you know, when, when, when you're having a good time, your journey's infinite. There's so many options we can do with this. Yeah, we'll, we'll have to workshop it. Maybe we'll just keep throwing them on there until uh, one, one, we, we get a review that says, hey, I like that one. Yeah. When it gets really wild, your news is infinite. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> That's going to be another 20 minutes of us just thinking of different things that have to do with infinite. <laughs> oh, man. All right, everybody. Thank you so much for listening. As always, keep leaving us those five-star reviews. We haven't gotten any recently. I mean, we've one thing I didn't mention, Asher, was that we've surpassed 2,000 uh, plays and downloads. Nice. Pretty freaking cool because this is only episode 12. Yeah, I, I I couldn't be more happy about that. Yeah, that's really exciting. A lot of people like the dynamic of how like you kind of, to the best of your ability, rein me in. There's times where that doesn't happen <laughs> as much as yeah. others because of my ADHD and like tonight with my caffeine, my mind was all over the place, but <laughs> that kind of happens. Yeah, it's my last sure. night off. I got to go back to work tomorrow and I really don't want to. So <laughs> it's oh, one of those episodes. That. Yeah, make sure you 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 leave the reviews uh, because that lets us know what 
you enjoy. You know, if you got some feedback on something or you're like, Hey, I really enjoyed this part. I want to hear more about that. Or if you're like, you know what, uh, I, you know, really want to know more about this game or this hobby or, Oh God, I loved it when you guys covered this section. We won't know if you don't tell us. Especially like, let us know if you want more of the lore episodes. Oh, for sure. Because we do a lot of episodes in between where we don't talk about lore at all. Right. But if we get enough people saying like, hey, I want more lore, then we'll cover more. And yeah. that can now, now that we're expanding, that can cross over into more than just video games. Like I'm oh, perfectly yeah. comfortable talking about lore between movies and comics and stuff too. Oh, yeah, I just got Marvel Unlimited, so I've got a wealth of comics at my disposal. <laughs> and there's plenty of crossover there too, because there's there's a ton of you know Marvel games that are, you know you yeah. can pull from the games and the comics and the movies to talk about something. You know, we we could spend a whole episode talking about one character and not touch everything they're in. You know. And speaking of that, we mentioned the Mortal Kombat one. We do also have an upcoming lore episode towards the end of June where I pulled a few people from Twitter and we're going to be doing Pokemon. Uh, that, that should be good. You know, I think I added you to the group chat, but I don't know if you saw it or not. <laughs> uh, yeah, I did. Uh, I haven't had much to add, you know? So yeah, it's, but... it depends on whether or not they get back to us. Either way, we're doing Pokemon lore at some point. Oh, yeah, so yeah. it just depends on whether or not everybody can get together with us. But I myself haven't played too many of the newer ones. I know you played uh, Arceus, but yeah, um, and I didn't finish it. it. It sounds like these two are much more, uh, hands-on with current pokemon stuff i know the one is uh master rank in uh, pokemon unite so i'm yeah. sure they'll have some uh input that uh those of us that grew up playing them in uh black and green you know that's what i remember have. <laughs> they can tell me all about pokemon unite because i've never played it and that's like it's not even a normal pokemon game is it it's like a soccer or some weird it's actually a moba oh really uh, yeah, so it's like a League of Legends kind of Pokemon. I've, played I've never a played a, I've never played any of those style games before. So, yeah, I I played it early on before they really had seasons and stuff. Kind of like uh, when I played Smite, it was before it like went anywhere, and then I stopped playing. And then I'm like, wait, people are like really into this, and like they have like tournaments and stuff. That's pretty cool. Yeah. All right. Uh, anyways, that's gonna do it. <laughs> Enough <laughs> rambling. We've now gone an hour and a half, so I think we've given the people enough for this episode. Yeah, we got to cut it somewhere, otherwise we'll just keep going. Yeah, which is what we're doing right now. <laughs> <laughs> Until next time, everybody, when you're listening to this podcast, your journeys are infinite. That's where I'm ending it. All right. I think. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, you know, I hit the wrong thing. I'm supposed to hit stop recording.